0: Happy Thursday everybody. Welcome to episode 31 of Limping for Jesus. I am Pastor Mike Matthews. We are going through my series called Fighting for Joy because we need to know as Christians how do we fight for joy in the Lord. We are going through the book of Philippians. Last episode I covered uh, chapter 1, today we are going to be in uh, chapter 2, and we are going to look at verses 2 through uh, chapter 2, 1 through 4 today, and then we are going to, oh uh, I apologize, we are going to go all the way to verses 11 today. So let's that, read, read the text, and then we we will dig deeper. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1. So if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection, any sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourself. Let each of you look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. All right. So this is clearly talking about the joy we have in the fellowship of believers. Churches should camp on these verses a lot and meditate on doing life together and helping each other fight for joy in the Lord. One of the main reasons we get together for church is to help each other grow in our joy and our affection for Jesus Christ. When we are joyful in the Lord, there is going to be a love in the church that the enemy cannot uh, withstand. Let's look at, let's break these verses down. Verse 1. So, if you have a Bible, I would circle the phrase, if there is any encouragement in Christ. This is encouragement in Christ, this is joy in Christ, any comfort in love, any participation in the Spirit. Listen. Listen. If you're in a fellowship and you don't have the same mind, if you're, you're not connected um, and focused on the mission of Christ, you're not going to have this joy in the Lord. You're not going to have any uh, encouragement in Christ. This is for mature believers or maturing believers who are doing light together in the Holy Spirit, who ha- are locking arms to advance the gospel. Listen to this. Verse 2 again. I mean, verse 1 to end. Any affection, any affection, any sympathy, Paul says, complete, complete, my, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord in one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. I want to give a word of advice to two types of people. Long-time church people, I mean church attenders, members, and those who are seeking the church. No church will be perfect. No church will be 100% focus on the Lord because of sinful reasons and and we're, we're all on different levels of sanctification. However, there are healthy churches out there. The health of a church should start here. Are they united in Christ? Are they of one mind? Are they gospel focused or are they a club? If they are a religious club you will know it. If you will, if you seek if you're seeking a church and you are and you sense any type of division or discord, I want it to stick around. If you're in the beginning stages of looking for a church, I would keep praying and I would ask God to reveal to you because if you get if you get tied up in a church that is not focused on the gospel they are They are of not one accord, they have no encouragement in Christ, your faith will be shit and you do not want that. Now, to the long-time church-goer, or a Christian who has been doing life in the church, you need to listen to this. Are you, being a person who is helping others, joy in the Lord, grow? Are you a person that is helping people get to this command by Paul that says, being, being the same mind, having the same love, being full accord of one mind? Are you a Christian who is unselfish, of sinful ambition or conceit, but in humility you count others more- significant than yourselves, this plays out in simple ways, and I'll give you an example. Are you somebody that complains about the type of worship music your worship pastor picks that day or or or, or are you someone that says, "Oh, I didn't really like pastor sermon today. It really didn't speak to me um or do you have uh, the customer is always right attitude in the church? See, the bad thing is about America churches right now is American consumerism has seeped into the church and people go for their own needs and not the needs of others. They, they don't come to church. They're coming to a social club and if you offend them, If a pastor gets up there and and offends their desires, their sinful flesh, they will complain. Um, So I would encourage you, if you are a legit Christian, I would watch against this American consumer spirit that is among us in the body of Christ. Church is not about you. It's about Jesus Christ. It's about reaching the lost. It's about doing what needs to be done to preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ. If you can't get over yourself, then you you need to do a heart inventory. Maybe, one, you're not a true believer. Or if you are a believer, you are very immature in your faith and you need to grow. So I would encourage you to fight for joy in this way. I would encourage you to fight for joy in the Lord and to know that when you go to church, We are going to church to lift up the name of Christ and to draw people to himself. Yes, we have preferences. Preferences, uh, your likes and dislikes, um, are not always sinful. I did not grow up in church culture. I got saved later in life. So when I got into ministry at 21, 22 years old, I... I didn't know about church politics, really. But let me tell you, church politics is not biblical. If you complain about the, um, things like pe- the way people dress at church or the way people uh, look or the music or the or pastor did a expository sermon through the book of Philippians or he does too many topical sermons. If you start saying things like, it's all about you and all about me and... It- then you do not have Paul's command in mind here. You have your own sinful, American, prideful spirit in, in mind. Church, I'm going to say it again. Church is not about us. It's about Christ. And Christ models this behavior of, of giving up his will for the will of God's glory, number one. And if it wasn't for Christ surrendering his will to the Father's plan, none of us would be here. We wouldn't be saved. We wouldn't be in Christ. We'd be we all doomed to a life away from God. But let's look at verse 5. Have this mind among yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in the human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus Christ, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth, and under earth, in every tongue, confess Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So, here's the deal. When you go to church on a Sunday, you need to have this type of heart attitude. You are there to be sold out for Jesus and you are there to point other cri- other people to him. Rather, it is the lost to come to him for salvation, or it is for a younger Christian to grow their joy in Jesus. As a pastor and a teacher, I, I, here's how this applies to me. In mature Christians... Need to hear this because we we do not we get bored with um, basic principles that are taught in a Sunday school setting or a class setting, and and we need to here's where we need to grow humility is yes the church needs people like pastors and elders and mature Christians to challenge younger Christians to go deeper into theology, deeper into doctrine, because the deeper you go, you're going to get more of Christ. However, mature saint, we have to slowly walk with people in understanding that we didn't get here overnight. It takes time to grow in the Lord. So, we need to walk with people in and in. in and understand that that Sunday school class is not for us. It's for other Christians who are younger in the faith to grow. One of the things that I used to get frustrated with as a youth pastor is I wanted to go deep with students. My early years in the faith... Um, I was really sucking up John Piper and John MacArthur and Mark Driscoll and all these reform giants that were really popular in the early to mid-2000s. But I was missing the point of re- teaching people in the situation they were in. I was teaching teenagers. I was trying to teach design guide principles to God to young people. I was not considering their contour contacts, their the, the thing they were bounding at school, but what I learned is yes I love reformed theology. Yes I love challenging people to go deeper. But if a lesson to students can take a deep truth, like Jesus is the son, son of God. He's the Messiah. And instead of preaching a 20-point Bible lesson, maybe we would just focus on one verse, like John three sixteen or John chapter 1, where it talks about Jesus being the Lamb of God. And I would flush out that meaning of what the Lamb of God meant, and, you know, I started to understand my context of where I was teaching. Most of my kids were from a rural school, rural setting, so they got farming imagery, they got rural imagery, and I had to learn how to meet people where they were at on their walk with Jesus. That is just one example of how, being a mature Christian, you can go to a church and you can sow discord by by being a theological, arrogant idiot. You need to understand, if you are mature in Christ, your goal is to grow. Someone's joining the Lord, not control their Bible study habits or their behavior Uh, their behavior. That is behavior modification, and, and apart from the spirit, that is legalism. I have experienced so much hurt in my life in the church, but thankfully, I have found great Christians throughout my life who taught me grace upon grace and spoke truth to me, and it helped me grow my joy. Here's what you don't do as a Christian. You make church all about you or, or your clique. Uh, I've been in church, in ministry in church, whether paid or volunteer for most of my walk. Probably, um, I've been a Christian for 20-some years, and I would say 17 of those years have been in ministry. Every church that I've been in has had a mafia. Have has a church mafia. It is a group of ladies or men. Men can be biggest, go- bigger gossips than 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 women. But there's seems to be in church the in crowd who call all the shots. And typically, sadly, I don't see any fruit from a lot of these kind of church mafia groups. So. Don't be one of these groups. Don't be a, p- a person that goes to church and saying, I'm going to see what church is going to do for Mike today. I am not there to glorify Mike. I am there to glorify Christ. And I want people to see the beauty and joy in Jesus Christ. So be like Jesus. When you go to church, empty yourself of your, of everything you are and fill it with jesus christ you are there to glorify him and point others to him the the, the greatest thing in my current churches bylaws is our mission as a baptist church is to know him and make him known that is in essence to me everything in philippians 2 1 through 4, and it's also, to me, know him and make him known, it's also in the previous chapter, for me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. For this being, it's 121. You and I, as Christians, are here on this earth to do that. To be sold out for Jesus. Now, I'm not telling you that you're, everyone in the church is called to be a Sunday school teacher or a pastor or an elder or a deacon, but you are called wherever he has you in life to do this, to be united with Christians, to be in a local fellowship, and to go hard for Jesus together. My goal is to grow your joy in Jesus, not to control your sinful habits. If I help you and you help me focus on Jesus... Our joy in the Lord will grow, and our sinful habits will die by their own. By killing the flesh, by focusing on the joy in the Lord, Pleasure, there are greater pleasures in Christ. There is. And we are called to help each other, to, to refocus our brains and our hearts on that joy in the Lord. That's how we fight for joy. We fight for joy in the Lord by the Spirit to the Son. I mean, by the Spirit through the Son to the Father. We have a tritarian process of fighting for joy, and we fight for this joy together as Christians. If you go to church and you don't think about the needs of others, and I mean the needs of practical needs, spiritual needs, uh, application needs of someone. You are not a mature believer and you have the American consumerism in your heart. Do I pray that you go to church this week and you fight for joy in the Lord and you focus on helping others fight for joy. All right, guys. That was episode two of... Uh, uh, the series of funny for Joy. I hope this has helped you. I am going to end with reading the text again, and then I will close us out in prayer. So, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from, the, from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection, any sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being of full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself, that each of you not only only look to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Having this mind among yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus, saints, if you have Christ in you, you have the ability to be united and live one accord in a fellowship for the mission of knowing Christ and making him known. John Piper says, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. The whole book of Philippians breathes this point. So this weekend, fight for joining the Lord. Let's pray. Father... I thank you for who you are. I thank you that you have given us the word map in Philippians to fight for joy individually and as a church body. We love you, but thank you for loving us so much more. In your awesome name we pray. Amen.